listeners, welcome to episode 101 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. That episode number is simultaneously entirely too many and also doesn't seem like enough for seven years' worth of work, but (laughs) hey-ho. I am your titular Stace, and joining me in the parlour today is a returning champion. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're a champion. You don't win anything for being on this show. I don't want to give people the impression that if you're a co-host on this, you get stuff other than a conversation with me, because that is categorically untrue. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Bryony Evans. That's my audience noise. <laughs> what are you talking about? We, I win the lovely joy of laughing with you. That's, that's, that is priceless, Stacey. Oh, yay. I just, I didn't want like to all of a sudden have an influx of people going, hey, can I be on your show? I hear there's championships and prizes. And I'm like, <laughs> the, the prize is to me, because <laughs> that's a bit disappointing. <laughs> Oh, baby. Oh, no. You're lovely. It's just like a comic book now. Thank you. Oh, see, now I feel like I've done the intro backwards because I'm supposed to be like, look at my guest. And instead, it's all like, everybody, give me a compliment. <laughs> Dude, I didn't like, I didn't know this was 101. I feel honored. I'm the... that bananas. Yeah. Should we put some stuff in the bin? That's what you do at 101, isn't it? Or something. <laughs> Or like um, Mario Kondo, uh, just cleanse <laughs> only keep things to bring you joy. Yeah, I'm sure there used to be a program called like Room 101 or something where people just used to go on and be like, do you know what I hate? I don't know, pensioners on the bus, put them in the bin. And then they'd put them in the bin. <laughs> oh, and that rings a bell. Yeah. I, I could be really misremembering that. but <laughs> no, no, no. There's definitely something like that. Yeah, they, oh, do they put it in a bin or they put it through a shaft or something? <laughs> or... Uh... <laughs> No, they they just put it in room 101, I think. I I assume that's just a room full of crap then. (laughs) I need to find out the significances of the 101 there, don't I? Because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense now that I think about it. I think they need new marketing. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Cool, it's been ages. It has. Well, you were were on, you were a guest on my podcast. I was. yeah, because it's 2020. Woo. Everyone's got a podcast and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Your podcast is my favourite podcast whose title looks like it should rhyme but doesn't. Oh, do you know what? That brings me so much joy that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, wine and zine? No. <laughs> Literally, I'm pretty sure I say it wrong. And people have asked us the cons many times, like, why oh, it doesn't rhyme? And I'm like... <laughs> No, but like, oh, I love that it about does, it. It does when it's written like, and even though that's like English is stupid anyway. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that it might possibly be Ween and Zine. <laughs> yeah, Zara, um, Zara calls it that, and uh, initially I hated it, and I was like, no, and now I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's stupid. I love it. <laughs> I just like, to be fair, there are some words for the willy that are particularly funny and ween is definitely one of them. <laughs> ween is like, I think if I was a dude, I would definitely not want someone to call it a ween. <laughs> <laughs> what about peen? Is that acceptable? <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds a bit more dangerous than a ween. <laughs> I'm going to peen you and it's like, oh, I'm going to ween you and they're like, hey. <laughs> It just flops out of their own. Yeah, do you? Anyway, 
this isn't one of those type of shows. Jeez Louise. <clears throat> oh, yeah, just so you know, we don't talk about... Well, we actually, we don't really talk about weems. We don't actually talk that much about wine either. <laughs> we talk more about comics and zines and movies and stuff, so... <laughs> I uh, I almost poured myself a glass of wine for today's recording because I've got a big bottle of it left over from Christmas. But then I thought, come on, Stace, it's Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I was I if I had some wine, I would have, but I mm. I don't. <laughs> it's uh, it's not good wine. It's like Echo Falls white peach and grape or something. What are you talking about? That I love Echo Falls. It's a nice, <laughs> cheap and cheery wine. Oh my god, it cost a fiver, and it's not you know vinegar. <laughs> So it's all good in my book. Is that the white? That's is that the rose or the white one? It's a white one. I did have a rose one, and I think it had raspberries involved. But it's been a long time since Christmas, yeah. <laughs> and I've drank a lot since then. <laughs> Tis the time to be merry. <laughs> Tis the season to mm-hmm. get tiddly. On that note, should we talk about some actual pop culture and do, you know, some of what the show is supposed to be about? Yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> let's do that. Well, I kind of want to start with Star Wars, even though, like, so Star Wars came out about three days after I recorded the last episode of this podcast, which is just rude, if you ask me, because now I'm very out of date with reviewing it and everybody's said all of these things before and probably better than me but I don't care because I feel like my views are marginally more important <laughs> exactly I mean yeah this is just <laughs> but being the kind and gracious host I am I'm gonna let you go first on what your feelings were about the film cool okay sweet so I'll do like a brief rundown of the new three-part movie series that we've had at the last uh i guess it's been six years yeah once every two years um so force awakens i thought it was fine but i was very aware it was just uh it's like wanking itself off with star wars yeah um like it was very like oh this is you know star wars is fine like i've i've always been about like oh i you know the board like i knew a lot of boys were like star wars is the best i'm like it's it's okay like it's it's fine It, it was never like my favorite series kind of thing I guess because I didn't grow up with them. I think if I grew up with them, I would have felt very differently about them. But I didn't. So the old ones did seem a little dated to me. And then the prequels came out. And eh, we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But they came out when I was a kid. So I did like Jar Jar Binks when I was like, I don't know, nine. (laughs) Because I was the age range for that. So I'm okay. I'm all right saying I like Jar Jar Binks when he came out. Because I was literally a child. But again, you know, I didn't like sort of love those films I just thought they were you know fun and silly but I didn't like love the characters yeah um and then the new ones came out I was like cool fresh start new characters female lead let's see how it goes Force Awakens came out I was like oh it's okay I like BB-8 I wasn't impressed with Kylo Ren's face reveal um <laughs> I was just like what is that like so Han's solo and Leia's child is just an emo like total like Darth Vader emo wannabe and I was like what is this it's like they're literally just copying everything uh, I just thought it was such like gimmicky like oh the villain wants to be like Darth Vader but like uh, and oh they literally make a bigger Death Star like like a five-year-old wrote that I was so <laughs> angry I was like oh what's the next thing that they have to overcome oh guys remember the Death Star but it's bigger I was like I'm so angry <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so it was fine it was a fun ride I like I liked the characters you know obviously more diversity which you know an entire galaxy greatly needed I was like it was fine 
And then the Last Jedi came out, and I thought it was much better. Because <laughs> basically, obviously, to the great disarray of many Star Wars fans and film fans alike, <laughs> I thought I like everything they hate about it. I greatly liked. I liked Same. how it it just chucked all the Star Wars wanking out the window. Everything that like people loved and wanted to see that was cliche as fuck. They were like, no, nah, let's not do that. Sod that for a bunch of bananas. Yeah. And then, okay, so then the second one is kind of when I was like, huh, maybe like Kylo Ren and Rey are kind of hot together. That would be kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of like, huh, maybe there's chemistry there, but maybe not. But, you know, fantasies exist, so this is fine. (laughs) (laughs) And now here we are with the last film and poor boys. (laughs) The end of the film made me, I was just like, yep, cool, content, done. Perfect. It was, just, it was nice knowing because I don't really ship characters. Like yeah. I'm not really like I don't really usually like to ship characters where it's not context in the film. Yeah. With yeah. The Last Jedi, I was like, I'm I'm seeing things. Like the filmmakers are definitely making a point here. Like he's topless for God's sake. <laughs> I was like, there is chemistry, and I want to see this because also I fancy Adam Driver. So I, it was, you know, it was all selfish means to be honest. <laughs> I think we all fancy Adam Driver a little bit, to be fair. Yeah, so I just like odd shaped humans. Do you know? It, that's the thing. He's he's one of these people who I cannot explain to anybody why I fancy him because everything about his face is just completely awry. <laughs> but mm-hmm. he's so great. So <laughs> true. Yeah can't explain it but he does things to me and i i don't know there we go um <laughs> so the last one comes out and obviously spoiler guys i don't think we need to say spoilers but no. uh, and then the whole Raylo canon thing happens and it only lasts a second but i was like yes and then i was like then he dies i'm like cool great <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whether i should tell you something that might ruin your life um go for it uh. In an interview after the release of this film, J.J. Abrams said that that categorically isn't a romantic kiss. That is absolutely the kind of a kiss you would give like a brother or a sister because they're, they've done something good for you and you respect them and they're dying. And I'm I, like, first of all, I have literally never thought about kissing my sister on the lips. <laughs> like I There can... is no situation. I'm sorry, Zoe, but even if you are dying, I am not jumping on those lips. <laughs> I can. I, as someone who has a brother, uh, I can I can greatly confirm this. This is not how uh, uh, no. male and female siblings no. kiss. <laughs> it's it's not how any siblings kiss. It's, like even if, if it was that exact forehead. Yeah, if it was that exact situation and I was holding my sister Zoe in my arms and she was like, oh my God, I've just saved your life, but now it's my time to die, I'd be like, oh, and I'd give her a little hug, maybe a little peck on the noggin. (laughs) I'm not going like, all right, stick your tongue in there. Like, Jesus. No, that was... What? What? (laughs) But yeah, that that was... I wasn't yeah. getting Simpson vibes. Um, well, no, because well, was basically... Not, not in that scene. Because she, she was doing the whole... Like, Ray was doing the whole... Like, like look, you know, when you flick your eyes from their eyes to their lips, like, it's like a dart. And as soon as she yeah. was doing that, I was like, oh, they're going to kiss. <laughs> and then they did. And I was like, but it still wasn't... A, it was like a... Oh, my God. I Just... Okay, now I really want to know, does JJ Abrams have a sister? Yeah, I'm concerned, I've got to say, uh, because I just don't understand 
but also it's one of those things that I think you need to be careful about how you're directing things because if you were trying to make that come across as like a respectful kiss rather than a hey we know everybody ships this so we'll give you a kissing kissy kiss kiss then Mm. like be a better director about it put it in the film don't say afterwards no that wasn't sexy that was you know siblingy because it wasn't (laughs) and you can't even like you know I, I think I, I know what interview you're on about. And I think he might have mentioned the whole like Luke and Leia kiss thing as like a comparison. And I'm like, yeah. mate, different circumstances. That mm. film was made on the fucking fly with a shoestring budget. They didn't know there'd be other films. They just did it because they were like, oh, okay, yeah, they kiss. Yeah. Um, Someone's got to kiss like, someone in a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, God, it's the 70s. Jesus, you can't just have women be on an adventure without sucking up with one of the guys. Like, fuck's sake. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I I just sort of saw, regardless of what JJ was saying, <laughs> um, which obviously he is the director, which is fine. But as a viewer interpretation, I sort of saw their relationship not as a healthy one, really. Like, mm. it was more of a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing, mm. I guess. But also, like, I, I knew something was going to happen because, you know, they had Kylo Ren as the bad guy, but he had this whole Skywalker lineage. And, you know, again, with the whole... You know, considering how great the whole Last Jedi thing went when they were breaking the conventions, they were like, okay, let's just go back to putting everything back the way it was. So basically, they can't fuck with Skywalker because he's fucking, you know, Luke is Jesus, obviously. Uh, not a human that is just a bit powerful. He's like, so he's got to go back to being pure God again. And then with Kylo Ren, because he's still a Skywalker, I guess they had to do, you know, he, he he was getting redeemed because they were repeating everything. So Vader got redeemed. So I knew Kylo Ren was getting redeemed, but I knew he wasn't going to be like the proper, proper bad guy in the series because also it, it's Star Wars and Adam, they cast a good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the thing with Star Wars is the if you're the really, the real bad guy, you are horrendously deformed. Like... <laughs> not a good message at all to say but it's true because you know there was Snoke like regardless if it was there were plans of him being the real bad thank god he wasn't but you know he ain't looking great like he's had some shit happen to him uh and then obviously they brought back Palps and obviously he's just like oh mate what a mess (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't look great you know he's very deformed as well like you know it's Skin's fucking grey. Like, so the fact that, okay, he had a scar, like, to be fair, like, he had a scar on his face, but let's face it, it was, like, a sexy scar. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it was one of those, like, PlayStation 1 fantasy hero scars where it's like, yeah. oh, it's a scar, but it's, like, across, it's across my face, like, you know, just, just under my eye and just around my nose. And I'm like, okay. You have to know a little bit dangerous, but. Yeah, like, been some shit. But he's still hot. Because <laughs> he didn't get deformed from it. It wasn't like... No. Uh, yeah, so just because of the design of the characters, you can kind of guess what's going to happen mm-hmm. just from that. So I knew... Yeah, I knew from Last Jedi that, okay, Kylo Ren is the bad guy, but he's probably going to get redeemed, literally just from the way they've treated his face. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> and then that was pretty much, yeah, he got redeemed. But I'm glad he didn't live. Because um, yeah. at the same time, he did kill, like, children and people. And he yeah. killed people. So, like, I'm like, oh, cool. He got redeemed. Good good for him. Because that's, I guess, kind of a nice message that people can be redeemed. If you're hot. <laughs> 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 the only 
me too many of your heart. Pulps, Pulps is too far gone, man. He's too ugly. We, we can't save him now. It's too too bad. <laughs> it's too old, too ugly. Too grey. Yeah, too grey. He didn't even have any eye, like, pupils in this film. His eyes were just white. It's like, nah, I just can't can't save you. No. But Adam Driver, yeah, we can do you. You're fine. But all your hair is great. <laughs> I've got to say, I absolutely loved when towards the end he was just running around in that like undershirt that kind of looked like a boyfriend jumper. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, mate. oh, mate, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say I'm like a you know dribbling fangirl, but Jesus Christ, mm. pack it yeah. in, would you? <laughs> It's too much. That, uh, there was someone on Twitter has gotten that basically that entire scene of him <laughs> to save Ray, which again, okay, yeah, feminism, all that, but yes, please. And uh, <laughs> got that clip, and they've uh, they put over. Um, I need a hero. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> amazing! Yeah, simple things in life, man. <laughs> oh God. So, did you like this movie? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, if I, mm, I, I enjoyed Last Jedi more. Yeah. Overall, I would say, and you know, both films have problems. Um, yeah. But with this film, literally, I think it was just the Kylo Ren and Ray characters that did it for me. The whole thing with Palps being back again, I was like, I guess, I guess they need a villain, but high, and the fact. <gasps> Oh God! It, oh, the fact, like they had, they had to give Ray a family. Yeah. That I, I audibly sighed at the cinema. Um, <laughs> I felt a little bit sorry for the people next to me, but when, when it's revealed that she does have a lineage. <sighs> <laughs> So that had actually been spoilt for me beforehand because, um, like, somebody had, I can't remember how my husband had found out, but he said basically, if this is true, I'm going to be the most cross I've ever been in the cinema and you're going to have to deal with it. And I was like, it can't be that bad, surely. And then we watched it and he was livid. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anybody be more livid, but both. Both Rich and I rate Last Jedi really highly. And I think one of the reasons why is because, like... So, like you, I really liked Force Awakens, but in a sort of, like... That is a very safe way to bring back Mm -hmm. Star Wars. It's just basically doing A New Hope again, but there's a girl this time. Yeah. It's, you know, it's enjoyable, it's a romp, but it's very familiar, it's fine. Whereas the reason I really love Last Jedi was because he was, like... Everything about that film was like it took a everything you know about Star Wars, just fuck that right off. Here's <laughs> some like different directions and some new potential thoughts and feelings. And I was like, oh, oh, this is exciting. Oh, I haven't felt this way about Star Wars for quite a long time. And uh, and I got really excited about it. So I was uh, I came out of this film quite largely disappointed. Um, mm. I think if this had have been the movie in the middle, I might mm. have liked it better. But as it stood. It felt to me like it was trying so hard to undo a lot of what happened yeah. in the last Jedi oh. at the same time as trying to tell the third part of the story and at the same time as trying to wrap up an entire fucking saga that it was just like, blah, 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 and, like, everything was coming at me and not a whole yeah. lot of it actually gelled or made sense and I was just like, ah, oh, I hate this. <laughs> and then they, they released, like, two new characters like what for i mean I, I honestly like i can't remember the name of the masked girl like pose x or whatever yes, um, uh, with a z 
shit. I'm like, going to say something like Zori, but not, I don't know. I honestly can't even remember her. We, did, we just didn't get, like, why we're getting, like, two new big, oh, God. So, especially, like, Rose didn't get any fucking, she had, like, what, two minutes or something yeah. in this film? Because um, because th- that was one of the huge things that bothered me because, and I said this to my hubby, like, I wasn't the world's biggest fan of Rose in The Last Jedi, but I liked her enough. I wasn't cross at her yeah. or anything. I thought I think she's a very competent actress, um, mm. and I thought she worked well with Finn. I liked yeah. them pair together, and I thought, oh, that's like an interesting relationship we can see develop. And then in this movie, it's like we'll put Rose in the background, we'll bring in Dominic Monaghan for some reason. Where's he been oh, in this entire fucking trilogy? Am I supposed to know who he is? Because I fucking don't. And I then found we'll it bring so in- distracting. Yeah, and I, then I also felt like, and I don't, I'm not trying to say this is intentional on the behalf of the filmmakers, but it felt very much to me like we'll relegate Rose to the background because a, a vocal minority of people disliked her, and we'll bring yeah. in a black girl for the black guy to talk to. Oh my god, I know, right? And, like, and then she only, oh. which only interacts with Finn and Lando, and I was like, <laughs> this is the worst. Oh my god, I, I feel like... so uncomfortable. I think it was just a, I I I think that was just an unfortunate coincidence that the two characters she mainly interacts with just so happen also to be black. But I think that just shows that they were like, oh, because she seems like a cool character. Yeah. uh, yeah. But it was just a bit like, she doesn't really do anything. (laughs) Point filming franchise is not the time to start bringing in new characters who may or may not be important. You could (laughs) I think could could you take her out of the film and not really much changes to the plot? Pretty much, yeah. Same with yeah. the bird that uh like I got I got quite a strong feeling that they didn't they didn't want to put either like either Finn or Poe with Ray because Ray needs to go on a journey with Kylo. Which is fine. Yeah. So it felt to me like they very much categorically thought stop shipping Finn and Poe let's give them both a woman <laughs> and I'm like I don't care like these are two new women who don't and like I'm you know I'm a proud feminist but those women were pointless to this story like I, almost yeah. entirely pointless to this story a lot of the stuff that like, both of them were doing Rose could have done in. yeah and it just squeezed in yeah, but and then we were given like... lesbian kids later because non-main characters can be. Oh my god! Gay. Like, like that's fine. Uh, like when that happened, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, oh, there's the diversity shot. But I was like, wait, well, even who's that? Like I knew, I? I kept seeing her, but I couldn't name you who no. she was. Not at all. So I was like. Um, okay, is this how, is this how JJ's like, look how woke I am, guys? Yeah, it like, just felt really awkward to but at me. The same time, you know, at the same time, it's a bit like, you know, Disney's market is fucking massive. Like, you know, it, it's going to be non-woke, and I mean non-woke people are going to be watching it as well. So I guess... Maybe controversial, but it, it's better than nothing, which obviously for most people is still very unacceptable. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you can still very easily just cut that scene out. I imagine they do in certain places. Uh, yeah, they cut their China, the China don't do that kiss. Uh, <laughs> as for, uh, yeah, I mean, distribution wise, it's probably that the whole worldwide market that is really stopping that kind of stuff happening, I would think. 
more than anything else. Yeah. But maybe. I don't know. But yeah, not fantastic. But I know one friend was really um, disappointed, like was a bit like, like I was seeing a bit more like Raylo shipping happening. And yeah. she was like, oh, no, I'm seeing way more like Poe and Finn possibly getting together. And I was like, oh, really? So a lot of it is just people seeing... Literally, you could almost ship any characters when you just well, them in scenes together and you're like, if you try hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, um, there's a scene in Community where they're, uh, they're doing like a flashback to people Ooh. having like almost moments. I think it's Annie and Jeff where they're like, their hands brush when they're handing over money or something and their eyes meet when they're looking at lunch. But then like they do the exact same thing with, I think, I think it's Pierce and Arbit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's so silly I love but, it <laughs> since seeing that uh people seeing that lens I think um oh, I, I don't know it was I was I think it was some clip my might have been a review and stuff so there was so much from clips of them and I was a bit like oh yeah no I can see it like when they hug <laughs> yeah like if, if you were to if you if you just said they were a couple mm-hmm. or if they fancied each other if you added that context to that shot you'd be like yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see it but um just because it's never like portrayed you know the music's not there and all that kind of shit yeah but like once I can totally see when once I saw the clips again I was like okay yeah no I can totally see how people were like seeing thought this was like a setup Mm. and so it seems like an extra kick in the balls when they're like oh no no they're still bros They're, they're just bros yeah oh and Look, here's see, women. they're interested in they're interested in these other women. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It was oh, it was kind of awkward. Another thing that drove me fucking mad because you know everyone in Star Wars is related, obviously. Like, God, no one's no one's not related. So that fucking conversation that Jana had with um, was it Lando? Yeah, yeah. Um, where she's like, oh, I don't know with a family, and then he's like, oh, my daughter got like, and I was like, oh, oh my, God, I, yeah, I'm kidding. Like, yeah. no, you've already done the Ray Pulse thing for me. And that was enough. That was already like, oh, everything about the like the Ray Pulse thing drives me mad. Like, I, ju- I just, I can't even comprehend. Sense. No, that there's not a sniff of this. See, I think what bothers me the most about this is that if they were going to do a trilogy like this, they needed to have had the same people behind the wheel for all three. Thank because in the second movie, it 100% says that, A, it doesn't matter what your parentage is. You can still, you know what, it doesn't matter if your parents are evil, you can be good. It doesn't matter if your parents are good, you can be evil. Like, literally, the past is the past. You are your own person. Fuck destiny. Like, it's got this really, actually, I think, a really powerful message because a lot of, particularly Disney films, are very much about, like, destiny Destiny. and, like, being the chosen one. Or, like, there's, like, this weird thing about orphans as well in Disney movies where it's, like, you have to overcome trauma to become anything useful, which I just think is a bit of an insane message. But there we are. And that's one of the, like, big things I really loved about The Last Jedi because I was like, there was all this build-up and Rey is technically no one, but she can still change the fucking universe. And I was like, yes! You know, thumping the air about it. And then the instant, okay, first of all, you do not bring back a character like Emperor Palpatine in the fucking opening crawl and then tell me afterwards that he actually came back in a fucking downloadable content on Fortnite. You just don't do that. Oh my God, right? I was like... What Guys, on the fucking I'm, earth? I'm like 
I am 30 this year. Do you think I play fucking Fortnite? I've like, never you- even looked at Fortnite. I don't know. I like. I just. <laughs> I can't. Fa- when Rich told me about that afterwards, because like, here's the thing. I've got a really bad memory, especially mm. for names and faces. So, for example, a really good example of this is when I went to see Rogue One and I didn't realise that A, Peter Cushing's was dead and B, that he'd been in Star Wars before. And I was like, who's that guy? Why was yeah. his face so awry? And Rich mm. was like, he's Peter Cushing's. His face is awry because he's dead. And that was it. <laughs> I was like, oh, shocker. And he was like, also, he's this really important character from Star Wars. I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Um, so that's how my brain works in a nutshell. So the entire of this film, I was thinking, what part of the movies have I missed where he comes back? Like, somebody must have said something. Somebody must nope. have flipped a switch. Nope. Something must have happened. And I was racking my brains. Nope. And the whole time I was thinking, I'm an idiot. I don't even understand Star Wars. How thick am I? <laughs> like, no, and then afterwards, I was like, Fortnite. <laughs> the one, <laughs> to be fair, the, the one thing that I was like, okay, although, you know, with Last Jedi, I was like, yeah, no, it's totally throwing things up in the air. Great. However, Ryan Reynolds really did hand over a bit of a, here's all the open ends for you. Like, he killed off the, you know, what I was assuming to be the main villain of the whole thing. Like, he killed him. So, and obviously, Star Wars, they... The format is there needs to be a villain. Like it's not, it's just not one of those movies where it doesn't have a villain. Yeah, and it can't be Kylo Ren because he has to. He's hot, so we've already established why he's not he's the main villain. villain. Uh huh, mm. uh huh. Even though that would have maybe been a bit more interesting, but again, as we've established, only really ugly, deformed, bald people can be <laughs> a big bad guy. Um, so he was off the table because he had all his hair. Um. <laughs> So I guess I guess they were just like, oh, okay, well, Palpatine it is then. He's the villain in all the films, so let's go with that. And yeah, I think it was just a case of maybe Ryan Reynolds had a bit too much fun with breaking the conventions. <laughs> you mean Ryan Johnson? Ryan John- Ryan Reynolds! <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh, thinking, was a- he in a Star Wars? And oh I was genuinely God. having a struggle. <laughs> you know, there's too many fucking Ryans, I can tell you that. Like Ryan Gosling, Ryan... Oh, imagine if Ryan Reynolds directed a Star Wars film. <laughs> I think it'd be the best one. Oh my god, it'd be absolutely chaos. Ryan Johnson, fucking Jesus. Yeah, thank you. I would have kept saying Ryan Reynolds, I guarantee you. I didn't recognise I was saying the wrong Ryan. Um, yeah, it would have been... I th- yeah, but I still love Last Jedi and I really like what it did with it. But I was super aware that like, you know, it didn't do well with mega fans. And I was like, oh, man, if I was in charge of the next film, I don't know what the fuck I'd do. So, yeah, but I mean, that's why I'm not a movie writer. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing storytelling-wise anyway. Um, it was just me getting very related to him, I think, was my main, like, oh, why? Yeah, yeah. People just really wanted to know who her parents were. Yeah, I, um, I never understood that because I didn't think it was that much like i don't know whether maybe i'm just naturally not that inquisitive but i didn't really care <laughs> i was sort of like uh, can you move on with your life love <laughs> yeah Come on, but, like, i think that's the thing though it's like you know star wars the you know with luke and stuff it was the whole there's always a thing with the main character and not knowing their parents mm. um like with luke you know it was like he had adopted parents was like, oh, my real parents i don't know and then with anakin i don't know if it has, was it, was it ever addressed? But like, 
you know, he didn't know who his dad was. Like there's always there's always this thing about like unknown parents mm. and finding, you know, there's, it's just a weird Star Wars thing. And that your parents are really important. That's the only reason you're worth anything in life is because the parents. Um, <laughs> but like, it, but the weird thing is the whole thing with, you know, because as soon as she finds out she's Palps' granddaughter, she's like, oh, I'm, there's evil in me. Like, fuck. But I'm like, this doesn't make sense because he's the grandfather and they clearly showed that her parents were good. Yeah. There's also the fact that she's been pretty damn good the whole time herself anyway. Like, she's been resisting the dark side for yonks. She can do it a bit longer. (laughs) But, like, it doesn't make sense where she's like, oh, like, there's already her parents have proof that Palpatine being related to him doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, this whole thing is, like, Palpatine, like, the ultimate evil, like... Oh, I'm related, but like, yeah, but you. I, do you know what? Like, honestly, it would have been a much more interesting story if, uh, if uh, which I think it was her dad that was Palpatine's son or something. I can't oh. remember which. One of her parents is is you know the child of Palpatine. That would have been more interesting. Imagine like, oh hey dad, you're like oh, fucking evil. Hmm, maybe I'd, that would have been a bit more interesting. But if you're yeah. like removed again and you were sheltered, you you had no grown up influence. You eventually find out, okay, grandfather, but there's a whole generation gap which proves the it totally nulls the whole yeah. blood means you're evil thing. <laughs> so her having all these like, I the dark side is in me, like it's like what? But yeah. you this is this is a bit why i struggled with the film because i'm not normally one for picking plot holes in things unless i'm already not enjoying it and then i can't stop noticing them so like i will happily chug along with a film that makes zero fucking sense if i'm enjoying myself Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. um i can't even think of an example yeah well yeah to be fair like (laughs) but like i mean the, the problem with this for me is that there's so much stuff going on that doesn't make any real sense. Like, how is Palpatine back? Why is he living in a cave with what looks like an absolute metric shit ton of people in hoods that aren't doing anything? There's no toilets. There's no food. It's all dark. Nobody's doing yeah. anything. Nobody knows they're there, but they've got an entire planet full of Star Destroyer tech. Like, a full planet with a fucking like, horde of spaceships full like, of yeah. planet-destroying tech. Like, how's that flown under everybody's fucking radar? Like, who's like, driving those things? Like, yeah, like yeah. How, how how do they eat? There was nothing growing on that planet. There, that, no, it's like, a, it's like a fucking desert nowhere. Like, it's it's a horrible place to be. Um, And then I started, like... The, the whole thing at the end where he's like you've got to kill me and when you do you'll take on all this sithliness and become a sith but then she kills him and nothing happens and i'm like ah well i, hmm. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming like i don't know but i'm assuming the re like the reason it didn't when they killed him and he didn't take over ray's body was because he didn't get killed by his turn but it's the only thing I can think of because like it, it was something about she had to strike him down but I guess because they you know they both struck him down or was it just I can't even remember like how does he die no I think she <laughs> she reflects his own sort of like oh like, okay so, him with her lightsaber oh so his own lightning killed him yeah that's why 
So I, I just I stop throwing so. the lightning, mate. You can see where this is going. Yeah. So he was <laughs> yeah. specifically like, "You have to strike me down." Like he was specifically mm-hmm. like, "Please, please stab me with your with your lightsaber." <laughs> like um, it just to me, it just didn't. I don't know. It, it just didn't yeah. gel at all. Mm-hmm. And then like. It bothered me that the first half of the movie was spent rehashing the first two movies in that it just kept going, let's have Ray and Kylo Ren fight in their, like, mindscape thing and chase each other around a bit. And I'm like, that was the first two movies. Can we move on to something else? She's not going to go to the dark side. We all know he's coming to the light side. We know it, but we just do, like... And the thing is, I don't even mind his redemption arc. I actually think it's a good idea for his character. Um, Like you say, I think it is... You know she's not going to go dark. You know that. So the idea of him staying dark doesn't make any sense either because they're pulling against each other. But, like, that bothered me. And then the reveal of Hooks being a fucking spy. Oh, Oh, yeah, that was random, wasn't it? Oh, my God. So, like, I don't like the character of Hooks at all because I think, compared to everybody else, like, I don't know, but, like, I genuinely normally enjoy I've Forgotten His Name's performances. Oh, my God, what is his name? Ginger Dude. Total cute. Oh, hang on, hang on. Fucking hell. Wait, I'm on IMDb. Wait. (laughs) Oh, why isn't that Gleason? Gleason. Yeah, he's like a total cutie and I usually really like him. But in this film, he's just like so bad. Yeah. And in The Last Jedi, he's just so bad. But there's n- there's literally nothing about his character that says he would ever betray the First Order. And it doesn't matter how much he dislikes Kylo Ren. I don't buy that for a minute that he would do that. It doesn't make any sense to me i don't really understand why lando's even in it like a lot of it felt to me like they were going do you remember when star wars was good look here's a load of c3po here's a load of him have c3po instead of rose i was like all right i I hope uh, i at least hope there's star wars people like it (laughs) like (laughs) here's the thing right there were some Connor. things that I really did like about it. There was, like, the John Williams score, you can't mm. fault. It is amazing. Um, a lot of the action sequences were really good. Like, I was getting annoyed at the fact that Kylo and Ray kept fighting, but at the same time, they are really well choreographed fights that look really yeah. good. The whole um, Wayne thing was really, like, refreshing. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and, like, uh, even though I thought it was weird that nobody came to help the Resistance in The Last Jedi, but then everybody came to help the Resistance (laughs) in this movie, when they all start, like, pew, 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 like, thum, appearing in the air, I was like, it's so good. Like, stuff like that, it's like, yay. But, yeah, I don't know, like... And the, this is going to sound horrible as well, and I, absolute, I absolutely do not judge the people who made the film because their hands were 100% tied with this, but Leia should have died in The Last Jedi. This movie, to me, felt like they were puppeting a corpse around the screen, like mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable mm-hmm. to watch. The They didn't really make as much effort as they should have to make the dialogue actually sort of properly respond to what she was saying. Um, it was, was a very yeah. anticlimactic, unfitting death for the character. I, th- um, I, th- I think they were literally stuck between yeah. a rock and a hard place, though. Like, people were super... Because it was still so fresh. It was like, don't you dare CGI her face. And it was like, oh, okay, well, she's either just not in the movie then 
because uh, I thought maybe they were going to just kind of rewrite, do a big time jump, and the film would start with um, Leia's funeral. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought maybe they were going to do. Mm. Um, but obviously that's not. They um, her character was part of it, and obviously it's very very obvious the scenes that were meant to be Leia scenes that like just because they didn't they couldn't mm. you know they didn't want to CGI it, which um, I can respect out of respect of the actress and her family and stuff because it was so fresh. But obviously from a filmmaking and story point of view, um, the character then did feel quite <sighs> cardboard. Because, yeah. like, you know, they were, God, they, they were left with, what, some sc- random lines. Yeah, from... some scraps from Force Awakens. Yeah, like, very limiting. Um, I thought, considering I knew that that's what the, the way they were going to do it, I thought, like, uh, yeah, that's that's the best they, they could have done, to be mm. fair. Um, but as you said, I like, I was really aware. I was like, hmm, that's a weird thing to say in this situation. Yeah, and that's a weird response to that particular weird sentence. Like, yeah, yeah, I think I think I prefer your idea where they just don't have her in it because, like, the thing is, like I say, totally understand their hands were tied, um, especially given the fact that she, like, I know they didn't know she was going to pass away, so obviously they didn't think to kill her off in the Last Jedi. Um, No, but. Like, yeah, it would have made so much more sense to me for her to have... I know I know, a lot of people probably wouldn't have agreed with it, but I think I would have preferred her to have an off-screen death, put it in the crawl or something, because watching what they'd done just felt... It felt really uncomfortable to me. Like, I didn't enjoy watching those scenes at all. And then, like I say, I felt like the death of Leia was just so... It was like, I've got to go and put all my energy into talking to my son. And then she literally says the word Ben and pops it. And I'm like, well, that's not that's not what Leia deserved at all. No, um, but, yeah. As it's, uh, it was just like... It was, a, it was a... There was, there was no way winning mm. Leia's character with this film. Like... I obviously I think what they have planned would have really changed a lot. Um I did enjoy, you know, I enjoyed the concept of Leia teaching uh Ray. It's all, it's like I was filling gaps in my head. It was like, oh yeah, cuz Leia like does know the force. That's really awesome that she gets to be the teacher that she wanted Luke to be, but then she gets to fill that role. But mm. they just didn't have the stuff to do that with. So it's like my brain had to fill in the gaps of like what that would have maybe been like. Yeah. Which, you know, for, like, if this was a case where she was alive and, you know, they left a lot of that stuff out, I was like, why didn't they just show, like, Lou being a badass, like, teacher? But, you know, they, yeah, they had what they had. Um, it's it's weird criticising even what they did with it because you're like... Yeah. You just, yeah, like, because uh, it, it's hard because it happens, it's so fresh as well. It's not like, mm. you know, in a, in a weird way, what they did, um, you know, when you're talking with um, Rogue One, the, um, the general guy. Yeah. You know, that whole thing that's a bit weird like they literally just, yeah, just he died like got years 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 ago mm-hmm. um so it's, i'm not saying it's right but i think because carrie fisher's death is so fresh like still i just don't think they if if, if she had died like decades ago guarantee you they would have cgi'd her 100 percent. yeah but because it was still so fresh they just felt like they couldn't tread on that soil and we got what we got and uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where, like, uh, it's what we got. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, her being all super CGI would have been weird as well. That would have felt bad. Uh, it's just what we got. <laughs> it, it was, it was a super unfortunate situation. 
from a film point of view, but I mean, I'm sure the filmmakers and stuff were like, you know, talking with her family and how they would have probably, because her daughter's like in the film as well. Yeah, but well, I mean, she's barely in this one, which True. is also a bit frustrating. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe like, maybe she didn't really feel like being in yeah. too much. Maybe. but i i felt yeah like i don't know how i will so i would have done it either to be honest so i thought they did as good a job with what they got as they could have done so yeah <laughs> which you know yeah it's just weird it's a weird even critiquing it really isn't it? it's just like yeah. edit like what else were they gonna do well yeah i think it's just it's just because of how profoundly awkward it made me feel at the cinema that i felt yeah. like it was because I was talking to Richard about it afterwards and I said, you know, I went into the film knowing that there were going to be scenes with her in and that it wasn't going to be, you know, fresh new footage that probably made any real sense. Yeah. Um, but I think I was, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible now, but I was expecting myself to have a reaction when Leia died because I love the character and I absolutely mm. adore Carrie Fisher. And I thought yeah. this is going to be this big thing and I'm going to blub like an absolute twat. And then I didn't even like blink when it happened because I was like, that was crap and she deserved better. And like I say, I know they couldn't have done anything else. I know that. But it was so like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks in the cinema. It was like, oh. No, it was definitely like the editing as well, though. Like, there was definitely something. Yeah, like, I know, I know what you mean. Like, I think maybe there could have been a bit more. I don't know. Like, I think it was the editing maybe a little bit with that scene, but. Yeah, it was weird because also, you know, you were just, you you just had a hand, so yeah. you, you didn't get quite the same, you know, obviously we've had, you know, Han's death and Luke's death have also been in it, and Leia's wasn't the same, like, emotional hit. Yeah. But it was, and both their deaths also happened during really tense, high dramatic action moments as well. Yeah. So it was under the same circumstance, but yeah, it just didn't, didn't have the same hit. I do agree. Um, I was the same with, with her character death as well. I was just like, oh, okay, there we go. No more CGI la- layer. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I was like thinking after that happened. I was like, oh, that's how they did it. Because you knew it was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, ah, okay. Whereas the other deaths, I get maybe because I didn't know they were going to happen. I was a bit more like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like maybe, I, I don't know. I don't think it helps that this film has so many death fake outs as well. Oh it's like God, Chewie's dead, him? he's not dead. C3PO's technically dead because he's forgotten everything. No, he hasn't. Haha, ha, fooled you. It's oh, like, it's like calm down, guys. Oh, well, yeah. They didn't con out on Ben Solo's death, though. Well, they conned out on Ray's death, and then. Yeah. Well, they conned out on his death when she kills him, when she stabs him, and then she mysteriously. Oh, and it brings him. Back. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. The good thing his body disappeared. Otherwise, I think they would have just gone back and forth on like bringing you to the back of life all the time. <laughs> well, I actually asked Rich about that afterwards because I was like, why couldn't she just bring him back? And he was like, I don't know, maybe it uses a bit of her life force or whatever and it would use too much to bring him back. And I was like, but he brought her back. And he was like, yeah, I think that's why he sort of disintegrated into nothing. And I was like, oh, yeah, is I that the reason so. we're going with? Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I was a bit weird with though? When right at the end, um, Ray buries um the lightsabers. Yeah. And then she see she sees Luke and Leia's ghosts and stuff, which I'm like, okay, cool. But I was a bit like, well, like, like wouldn't she see Ben? Because <laughs> like she think and, briefly of Ben <laughs> and, and Han, like the yeah. guy that she smooched. And as far as we've seen, the only guy she has smooched. <laughs> well, yeah, you would think so. So, it, it was definitely to me that definitely felt like a they wanted like a poignant moment for Luke and Leia. 
kind of and it was definitely like a do you see the title of the film it's about skywalkers <laughs> like, but oh Lego's God. not even a skywalker <laughs> She didn't even. She's not even a. She didn't even take Ham's name. Then maybe they didn't marry. <gasps> Scandalous. Scandalous. Um, yeah. No. The the ending bothered me a bit because there are too too many people in this film asking people their surnames nosily for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ray. Who? Go on. What? <laughs> Calm down. Complete stranger. <laughs> Yeah, like so to be honest, weird. when I meet someone new, I don't ask them what their surname is. It it is a weird that like I went to I went to a, a fundraising conference recently, and one of the uh, <laughs> one of the talks was about networking because I mm. am shocking at meeting new people. I'm like. <laughs> imposter syndrome up the yin yang nervousness Uh, i don't want to talk to anybody i've got nothing to offer in this room i'm just gonna hide that is me and uh, and one of the pieces of advice that they gave was they're like to get somebody to remember your name don't ever introduce yourself as just stacy it's always stacy brief pause stacy taylor and i was like Um, so no that's really awkward (laughs) that's got a good ring to it though Uh, I prefer my old name. Don't don't tell my husband. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the maiden name? Frost. Oh, that is good. Yeah, it was a Stacy Frost. Didn't you have me want to take Frost? No, not really. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Frost is such a unique one, though. It's lovely, isn't it? And uh, we did briefly flirt with the idea of going double-barreled, but both of us are too lazy for a for a signature that long. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe if you merge them, but then that comes, then you have to apply for all these extra things, I think. Yeah. yeah. What would it be? Oh, Fruna. No. No. Toss. Tails. (laughs) No, it's not quite the same, is it? Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dear um hey i've just noticed that we've been recording for nearly an hour and we've only talked about star wars even though i yeah. said before we started recording i'm not going to talk about this too much because it's been out for ages <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is stuff we can cut <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh, come on now <laughs> have you have you met me and been to my school of editing it goes put music at the start and the end make sure i didn't say anything mm. offensive the end <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> So I think that's that's all we need to talk about. That yeah, one. I think we're done on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I like to see them kiss. I was done. <laughs> Fair enough. That's my review. I, I overall thought it was bad, but <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. It wasn't. There were things to like. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's positive. Um, would you like to talk about something else that you've seen, read, heard, done? Oh. I saw Jojo Rabbit recently, and that was Ooh. really good. Excellent. I'm going to go and see that on Saturday as part of a double bill with 1917. So that could be a weird day. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, take, take lots of tissues, man. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. No, no, no spoilers, but Jojo Rabbit, purely from the trailer, is pure comedy. Mm. It is not. <laughs> Oh. oh no, is it not? <laughs> no, it's a, it's got World War Two stuff in it. Shit, because we thought, right, when we were doing this double bill, we thought, right, we'll watch 1917 first because that'll be potentially the one that will break our hearts. And then we'll watch Jojo Rabbit because it looks like a laugh. Oh, shit. No, I cried three <laughs> times, Stacey. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Shit. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely funny bits. Um, yeah. But it's like the funny bits are the child's way of 
like, you know, delusionally coping with a World War Two Nazi-run country. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, I didn't think this double bill through. Shit. I mean, like, the it's still a really fun film, though. Uh, most of it is fun, but the trailer is definitely running more on the... Haha, isn't Taika Waititi so funny? Like, all his films are pure comedy. And I'm like, it's still a film about Nazis in World War II. So there are some scenes that are like, you know, things that the Nazis did. And that wasn't great. Uh, (laughs) But it's still really good. The child actor in it that plays Jojo. Let me just quickly find his name. Uh, Robin Griffin Davis. He is such a little fucking sweetie. Like, oh my God, (laughs) he's adorable. Because usually child actors can be such a mixed bag, but he is brilliant in it. And he's got this little friend called Yorkie. And oh my God, he's adorable. He can't do a German accent for shit, to be fair to him. Um, He's played by an actor called Archie Archie Yates. And oh, you'll love him. Um, He's like his best friend in the film, basically. He's not in it much, but every scene that he's in is just a delight. So the brief sort of sum up is, yeah, set in World War II... Jojo, the main character, basically he's just a giant Nazi uh, fan. Like he loves Hitler. Like Hitler is like his, like basically his imaginary friend. He's super into Nazis. He thinks they're like superheroes, you know? So he really, really wants to be a Nazi without knowing what that means. (laughs) And so he, you know, he lives at home with his mum, played by Scarlett Johansson. She's also fantastic in this film. And basically Jojo finds uh, a girl hiding in his attic. Elsa, who is a Jew. So it's him sort of like, and, and then then the story starts kind of thing. So obviously it's, she's much older. She's more like a teenager, but it's about these characters interacting and sort of learning about each other. And then Jojo sort of maybe starting to realize like, huh, okay. Um, but it's really, yeah, there's some really sweet moments in it as well. Like most, like almost all the characters are like, a delight. Yeah, uh, Rebel Wilson's in it. Um, you know, she's, I think she's the one off like Perfect Pitch or Pitch yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, she plays this Nazi uh, general and she is fucking hilarious in it. Oh. She's really funny. She's just playing herself, really, but with a German accent. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. I think you will really enjoy it, but take tissues. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> But I do quite easily at films, so it depends yeah. on your uh, how much you can handle them. But yeah. it's really sweet, and you're gonna love the you're gonna love Jojo the character. He's adorable. Oh, good. I'm a I'm a weird one with crying at films because I I I cry at a lot of films that other people are like, why are you crying at that? You total weirdo. <laughs> but then I don't cry at a lot of films where people are like, God, I blubbed. <laughs> like for example. I cried mm. when Bing Bong dies in Inside Out, which I thought was one of the saddest things Pixar had ever done. You definitely meant to cry at that for you. Didn't cry at the opening of Up, though, when literally everybody around me was crying, and I was like, oh. Okay, well, I mean, you're a monster then in that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was definitely sad, but I was like, well, you know, they had a lovely life together and that. <laughs> you know, they didn't get to have kids, but look how much joy then brought each other like cool yeah but then um, she died but then she's dead i mean yeah <laughs> um i think it's just the whole seeing oh god yeah up all that opening i think it's a lot of people just don't expect to cry in the first fucking five minutes of a film they're just like whoa what's happening <laughs> and then it yeah. happens and they're like okay now the film starts you're like wait what and then yeah 
great. They've got a habit of doing that, though, haven't they? Like, here's a gut punch. That's why I was specifically very upset in The Princess and the Frog when they mm. brutally murdered the Firefly at the end. Uh-huh. Because usually yeah. Disney kill things at the start. That's how they do it. They off someone's parents or their brother mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. entire rest of their family in the case of Nemo. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, oh, but then this one, it was like, do, 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 crunch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the oh, I couldn't cope with that at all. My husband was looking at me like, are you okay? I was like, no, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. He wasn't as flat as he should have been afterwards, though, to be fair to him. But still, it just, I wasn't prepared. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was a bit like, oh, and there's a shoe. <laughs> yeah, just wasn't, just wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a little cry in the cinema when I went to see Little Women recently. <laughs> So should I. Okay, so here's the thing about Little Women, though, is I feel like this is a film I shouldn't really have cried at because it was one of my favourite books when I was a kid. The movie from 1994 is one of my favourite films when I was a kid. I was like, Winona Ryder is the queen and I will follow her into hell. Like, she's the best. But still, like, like every time Beth dies, I'm like, oh. (laughs) Well, they did because I really like the way they did this new film where they didn't do it in chronological order, which I thought yeah. was very interesting, because obviously this film has been fucking remade. Not film. This story has been remade a bazillion times. Like, there's movies, there's God knows how many TV shows of it. Like, there's a lot of versions. Like, there literally came one... Like, the BBC made one in 2017. So, yeah. that I, I watched it two years ago. <laughs> and, yeah, I really liked it. I don't know if I watched the two thousand uh, the nineteen ninety four version actually. Mm. I've I briefly looked looked it up because then I was once I watched it I was like oh I wonder like all the different actresses that have played the girls and stuff. But yeah, I thought because with the TV show you have more time to really dive into each character, yeah, um, and stuff like that. So obviously you know with the film I think they they more pick like two characters to focus on out of the four girls. Like, I think the series I watched, they focused way more on uh, Meg falling in love and leaving. Um, whereas this, it was just like, oh, I'm getting married. It's like, oh, okay. Like, see ya. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really focus that much on it. Beth usually gets overshadowed a little bit as well, just because she's like the quiet one. <laughs> and like, mm. she doesn't have like, a, I think she's the only one that doesn't have like a big dream. Like they all have big dreams or like big, she has a skill set, but she doesn't want to do anything with it. Yeah. Um, which is what makes her stand out. But I'm not sure what it was like in the book, but in the um, TV show that came out in 2017, one of the lines Beth had was just like, I'm never going to leave home. Like that was like her thing. Mm. Uh, it was just like, I, you know, she doesn't really want to go out in the world. I don't know if that was in the book or not, but that wasn't in the movie. So I was curious. I'll have to read the source material just to see like what they do draw off. Yeah. Um, she, um, it- I don't remember if that, that sort of line exactly was in the book. Because to be fair, when I say it was my favourite book when I was younger, I mean so much younger that I haven't read it for many, many years and I've entirely <laughs> forgotten pretty much everything about it. Um, <laughs> except for the fact that I love Jo and I will always love Jo and she's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, she's always been the one that's, she's happiest when she's just at home with the family. Yeah. Um, you know, leaning on a mom and playing and reading and playing the piano while they perform she's always been that kind of uh family oriented person she never seemed like she wanted to you know fly the nest or explore or yeah yeah 
Yeah, I was definitely getting that right, but they didn't explore it too much in this film. But again, like when you're in a movie, you just kind of have to focus on like at least two just to get the, you know. But um, what they did with, oh, what was it, uh, Amy, I think they did a really good job with her character because usually Amy um, just goes re- super easily into like the brat character. Yeah. Um, and then doesn't really get out of that trait. Mm-hmm. Um, but. They did a really good job when she was older at betraying like her wants and her, her needs and, you know, sort of the conflict of interest of finding love and being a woman in a society where, you know, this, this, these are my options and I need money and I can't earn money. Like, tough tits, I'm going to marry like a guy for his dosh kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like not doing it in a, I want to be a like, a, not in a gold digger way, just in a, this is how I survive. <laughs> like, this is how yeah. I support my family, kind of. Yeah, so I really, I enjoyed her character a lot in this rendition. Uh, jo was great. Yeah, she was fantastic. And I like the, so right at the end, the whole thing was Joe characters. She gets with the, the rando professor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That has, like, no screen time. Oh, bless him. <laughs> was pretty gorgeous, by the way, I will say. So handsome. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He had a great face. Mm. Um, but actually, yeah, because I went to go see it with my friend Jem. And uh, so the film, like, on, you know, on the time it said quarter to eight. And we were like, oh, fantastic. We'll we'll get in at eight. And then all the adverts will probably, you know, the trailers will just starting to be finishing up. Perfect. Because sometimes you, you go in, you go like bloody 20 minutes of adverts. We get in, the film's already started. And we're like, oh, no. fuck. Like, no. So I think we'd missed the first five minutes. Um, so when she ends up with the guy at the end, we were like, we must have missed like so much screen time with him. But I don't think we did. No. Uh, the, uh, the the first five minutes would have just been her at the trying to sell a story to the publisher bloke that she goes to at the end again. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't think because it's almost like um, with the book with the author and um, the original author, she didn't want Joe to end up with anyone. Um, which I did really like about the film is that Joe, when she's selling it to the publisher, is, you know, the equivalent to her character is meant to be just single and a spinster and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't sell books. But, like, you find out that's actually what happened, like, with the actual author of Little Women. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, like, she just really randomly gets married to the rando with no development because she was just like, oh, well, the, the, the publisher wouldn't have let me publish this if this wasn't the ending so yeah (laughs) that end that ending to the book always frustrated me when I was younger because I was always like no Joe's her own person she doesn't need a man (laughs) like like I'm just there feminist raging on her behalf like why is she marrying this dude and popping out all these children why (laughs) but yeah I I really liked that about the film um I thought Saoirse Ronan was um Mm. wonderful I, I really like her but I thought the thing that really shone to me was definitely uh, the direction. Because one of the things that I thought this film did better than any other version of Little Women that I've seen is portraying them as a family. Mm. Because they were so natural at the way they, like, draped themselves over one another and how, like, there's certain scenes where, and you never see this in films, where they're actually talking over one another because that's how families and real people operate. But it's not you're not supposed to do it in films because you're supposed to be able to hear every line mm-hmm. that's said with no ums and ahs. And blah, blah. Whereas, like, yeah, this was clearly just, like, a busy, bustly, bubbly family oh, yeah. full of writers and actresses and, like, you know, 
passion and yeah it was just mm. it felt it felt very much even though none of them looked like they were even a little nope. bit related to nope, each other did not. Or I, Kirk or Laura Dern it took like 20 minutes to maybe <laughs> um get over that because I was just like they have to be sisters really like they really don't look related at all they could have at least done their hair all the same color but no they didn't look related at all no. and I then I had, initially when you first watch it I was trying to figure out I could figure out Joe was the oldest just because she was the tallest yeah um, but then I was really trying to struggle like okay right they were they all born like are they like they all look the same age <laughs> except yeah. for um actors playing Beth Mm. Yeah, I was really struggling, like, which one was the elder one between uh, Emma Watson's character, Meg, and um, uh, Florence, God. Florence Pugh. Pugh, yeah, but yeah, um, well, Amy's character. Amy is um, supposed to be the youngest. Um, she, at the, start, at the start of the book, she's 13, I think. Because that was that was the only thing that I thought was weird about this movie. Because on the one hand, I think it's a much better idea to not have two actresses. Because in the '94 version, they have two different actresses playing Amy. There's a very young Kirsten Dunst, and then I think it's Samantha Mathis who plays her when she's older. Oh, uh, but I I'm... could be talking out of my arsehole there. But with Florence Pugh, I thought I thought she was great at acting younger. I think her facial expressions were wonderful. No, but she was good. Not a, not a single world where she was the youngest one there. No, I thought... <laughs> um, not a world where you can believe Beth she's 30. Ah, yeah, no, I thought... I just assumed Beth was the youngest. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, that just shows that, you know, they, <laughs> they kept act all actresses that are... Well, some of them are in their 30s, so... <laughs> Let me just yeah. Um, but however, um, Florence Pugh did an amazing job at really distinguishing between the childhood yeah. self yeah. and when she was twenty, um, because her voice was like much lower, which I noticed. I was like, nah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and um, she holds herself entirely differently as well when she's you know twenty odd or how. I think she's twenty, isn't she? Cause I think she mentioned is, yeah, yeah. She she mentions she is twenty years old um, when she's like trying to find a husband. Um, yeah. Which oh, fuck me, man! Like, oh, got them young back then, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, like, yeah, I thought this was so good like it's the first film i saw in 2020 and i had mm. a little cry and even rich shed a little tear and he's not one for crying at pop culture at all uh-huh. but it's i think what it was was um because i didn't think i'd cry because i thought i know beth's gonna die and i and i know when it happens if that makes sense mm. but it was the fact that they jumbled up the timeline so i didn't yeah, know when it was going to yeah. come and then when she used that sort of repeated shot of joe uh. waking up and Beth's not yeah, there and her coming downstairs and it was fine and then yeah. he does it again and it's not, it's not fine, fine. It's yeah not fine. Mm-hmm. yeah and Laura just looks like the saddest person in the world at the kitchen oh. table and I was just like oh my heart oh she, yeah no that was really yeah it was really well edited and yeah. like the color and just I mean because I think Little Women got best uh, it's been nominated for best screenplay uh, in the Oscars, so hopefully it does well. I don't know what it's up against. Um, it'll probably be a film that a man directed because, of course, it will probably. be. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I was absolutely livid about the uh, the Oscar nominations the other day because, for a start, absolutely get to fuck with all this wanking over the Joker. It is a bad movie. It's actually terrible. Stop it, world. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just getting silly. But also, like, it, there's, yeah, there's just so much, so many white dudes, just so many white dudes in, like, most of the categories. Oh, yeah, and it also, it also annoyed me a little bit, and this is just me being weird, that Laura Dern was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in Marriage Story, in which I thought she was terrible, <laughs> and Not Little Women, in which I thought she was possibly... Yeah, like one I of the better things that. in it. Like, mm-hmm. I do not understand that. Um, yeah, I was. Um, hmm. Yeah, I because I watched Marriage Story, and I would. Yeah, I would say she was. Oh, sorry. That can you hear that? There's an ad gone on. <laughs> Could you hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, thank God! It was only in my headphones. I was just clicking just to get a list of all the Oscar nominations, and then like a freaking advert starts playing, and I'm like, uh. no, no, no! It's a podcast. <laughs> Okay, I think I'm on a safe website that doesn't randomly play videos now. Yeah, oh, that's another one, Marriage Story. Oof. Yeah, that was an odd film for me because, like, I enjoyed it in the sense that it is it is a really, like, sort of intensely emotional film to watch. Mm. And, of course, Adam Driver's not hard on the eyes. And also, I didn't realise how much I would be into Scarlett Johansson dressed as David Bowie, but there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah but similarly i finished watching it and i said to rich like it's one of those films that it's good but i couldn't objectively like recommend it to some people because it is very much a story of privilege it's like he's complaining about god i have to fly over to la to see my kid and i'm like you are lucky you can afford to you dickhead (laughs) (laughs) Like, like for so many people divorce is like I mean, divorce is always the fucking worst. But I mean, like, it was, yeah, it was just yeah. a film about how sucky divorce is, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I didn't like Laurie Dern's character in it at all. And I understand you were supposed to not like her, mm. but I disliked her in a in a sort of you're hamming this too much kind of way. <laughs> like I, I in the same way, I dislike her. hooks. Yeah, you're just hamming it up too much, and you don't need to. Like, comment. I think I guess that was maybe the point. I guess that was the direction she would have had because. You know, she's meant to be this, like, sort of really sly, sort of, uh, like, L.A. lawyer. Mm. And then, you know, the male versions are, like, just as bad. So I think she's, like, meant to represent that world that, like, yeah. oh, this is really over the top. And, like, why, like, why does everything have to be so dramatic? Like, I think she was just meant to represent. So, yeah, her character came off like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, calm down. Um, but I, I think the male um, lawyers were even worse. Um, but I think, you know, I think it was to make... LA like or just the whole lawyer divorce thing look Mm. like this is a crazy fucking world here like why do people do this I have to say though like I was not expecting at all a very comedic scene in which Adam Driver accidentally cuts his own arm open oh my god I love that scene (laughs) I was crying (laughs) laughing at that and then I was like oh no this is like the saddest thing (laughs) yeah it was just like because the um, so it's the whole scene, I guess, where the um, child inspector comes to check that he's not a bad parent, and then he just accidentally slits his wrist right in front of her, <laughs> and she's just the most awkward human ever. Oh, to I love that actress. Anyway, have you ever watched Baskets? I haven't. Oh, it's um, a TV show. Is that Galifianakis where he plays? Uh, well, he plays twins, but the the one twin that you follow uh, is trying to make his way in the clown world it's actually a bit more i know it's actually a bit less funny and a bit more like emotional than you would expect for a show is that galifianakis playing a guy who wants to be a clown but she's in that and she's what she's just that deadpan all the time 
god. Maybe she's not acting. Maybe that's just I don't think she is because she's the same in Spider-Man Homecoming as well because she's briefly in that when she takes a load of the kids in the lift that breaks down. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) She's... I absolutely love her. But when he's trying it, she's like, do you need me to call an ambulance? And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. And there's... Oh, yeah. Off his hat, and he's trying to put her handbag onto oh her shoulder. And yeah, she's doing all she smoked. can to avoid that blood. Like, yes, thank you. Ah. <laughs> I think that, like, uh, the thing that I got from that character is she she has seen some shit. Yeah. Um, so she's just like, I'm just gonna sit here. Don't take nothing from no one because God knows <laughs> what they're gonna give me. And then, of course, he accidentally slits his wrist and blood's <laughs> fucking everywhere. And she's like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Like he could have died that night. I know. She's just like, all right, see ya. I think she does say like, should I call an ambulance? And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, okay, bye. And he's like, wait, I'll get your bag. And she's like, <laughs> and then he's like, oh yeah. And then he's like, you know, wrapping his injury up with fucking like kitchen paper. <laughs> Oh come on, mate! I a rag, and then and then he's just he's on the ground. He's he's gone, and, and, and he's just like, "Are you all right, Dad?" And he's like, yeah, "Just having a lie day." He's like, "Cool, I'm going to bed." See ya. <laughs> oh my god, was that child meant to be really annoying? I think so. I found him annoying, but yeah, I think he was meant to be like children. Fuck. <laughs> I assume so. I don't know, but yeah. I've just had a quick look. So, the, do you know all the best uh, picture nominees for the I Oscar? Bet, I bet it's the Joker four times and then. <laughs> no, go on. So, there's quite a lot. Most of these I still haven't watched. Um, so, there's Ford v. Ferrari. I've no idea what that is yet. Um, uh, that is Christian Bale doing an accent while driving. Right. I've not seen it, but that's essentially... From the title alone, I'm going to assume it's directed by a man. Probably. It's a, ra- it's a racing movie about a, a race that happened at Le Mans in 66. I don't know. I don't no, follow. So. Um, so that's nominated. The Irishman, um, yeah. that, uh, Scorsese. Um, Ballfist, yeah. So uh, Robert De Niro and Martin, yeah, Martin Scorsese shooting each other being so yeah that's that film it's really long i think it's, it's on netflix i think it's like almost three hours yeah i checked out of it halfway through because rich was like i'm gonna put it on you know join me at your will and i've got maybe 20 minutes into it and i was like this isn't for me and i just started reading a book yeah <laughs> Um, oh, it's three hours. Yeah, I oh, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't judge it. But you know, there we go. He, but the, you know, the director's he, he's like one of the old golden boys, so mm. the Oscars do like him. Yeah. Um, Jojo Rabbit. So that's great that Taika Waititi got a nomination for that. Joker is nominated, obviously. God, <laughs> we'll see. I don't think it'll win. If it does, I'm gonna not do anything about it because no. I'm tired and lazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it'll win but I think it is I think it's got quite a few nominations so it'll win something but it's got 11 it's got 11 nominations oh, I haven't even watched this film so I can't I can't comment but okay <laughs> I hated it I really hated it for very I won't go into it again because I've talked about it oh, a million you... times in different places but well, I fucking hated it check out episode in <laughs> Here to Stacey's rant about Joker. <laughs> Little Women is nominated for Best Picture, which is great. I think that is the only film nominated with female stories. Female, 
like yeah. lead female yeah it is marriage stories nominated okay uh, with like two netflix films i mean god netflix are doing well yeah. um 1917 i haven't watched that yet but, neither, um, but i it looks good <laughs> Yeah, I, I just don't know if it's the kind of you know like when you watch those kind of films in the cinema it's there's no escape you just have mm. to watch the trauma yeah like Dunkirk and you just like oh, oh. that's so hard I watched that in like a, a 4D cinema which was a grave mistake oh god you could just feel every bullet vibrating mm. on the chair and I was like this is oh. <laughs> not a good idea but I've heard, I've heard good things about 1917 uh, but again I think that is very heavily male <laughs> Mm. <laughs> obviously it is because it's going to be set in war time so i have heard though that they're quite good at representing the sikh soldiers that were a huge part of of that oh. world war so that's a that's a notch in the, it's good books for me okay yeah. yeah i have seen it but i'm well it's nominated so hopefully it's good and like war films i always think are fairly important just from you know waking up like hmm war suck let's not do that again yeah <laughs> Uh, also got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so that's like Quentin Tarantino film. Haven't watched it, so I can't Me comment. Neither. I've got okay. no interest in it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Quentin Tarantino usually does well in the Oscars as well. And then mm. I think we've got the um, oh, I don't know which country it comes from. I don't know if it's but it's Parasite. Ah, just... oh, yeah, that's not out over here yet. But my hubby uh, is chomping at the bit to see that. Let me hang on. Because I know it's an Asian movie, but I don't know which country it is. Uh, oh, South Korean. Oh. Okay, so it's a South Korean feature. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually, considering I think the rest are just American. Mm. So that film did well. So I am curious, how did this film get in? Because, <laughs> Asian films don't usually get it. Not in Best Feature. They usually stick to just the um, international nominees. Yeah, so. yeah. Is curious. And because I work in the animation industry, I'm just going to give a little um, shout out to all the animated films nominated as well. Yay. So let me quickly find the. Ah, there we go. Okay. The best animated films would be How to Train Your Dragon 3. That was fine. It was good. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, fun. Uh, I Lost My Body, which if you haven't watched, I really recommend it. I haven't seen it yet. It keeps cropping up on Netflix, but it's yes. one of those ones where I'm like, I never feel like I'm in the right mindset for, for it. <laughs> like, I'm just like, mm. It Can is, I right now? It is, it is artsy, mm. but like still in an entertaining way. And there is a dub of it, so you don't have to read subtitles if you're really not in the mood for it. Mm. So I first watched this film in Annecy. It won Best Film in Annecy, which is like one of the best. Um, it's basically the Oscars, but like for animation. Like it's a huge um, animation week long festival. Yeah. And it won Best Film there. Uh, so I watched it. It was my last day there. And I caught the last screening, but it was on really early. And the day before is when everyone gets super pissed. So <laughs> I stupidly still drunk more than I should have. But somehow me and my friend, we got up at like goddamn like 7.30, hangover as shit, got the screening in time. We watched it with subtitles because it hadn't been dubbed yet. And we were like, worth it. <laughs> we were so hangover. So I watched it again out of curiosity. I watched a dub just to see if the dub was like horrendous, but the dub is fine. I recommend if people just don't like subs, the dub is fine. But obviously, you know, it was made in French, so you don't get any of this like um, maybe off lip syncing. Um, yeah, but 
both are good. Uh, so I really recommend that. It's probably not like any other film you've seen before. Mm. And it's really, really good. Uh, Klaus got nominated. Oh, I loved Klaus. Yeah, it's so sweet. Oh, uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that one. I have some um, workmates that worked a little bit on it as well. So it's kind of nice to know that like the people working on that must have been like, oh my God, there's so much detail and oh, it's crazy. So yeah. So I played with the crew. I bet I bet they're just like, I need a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. longest holiday known to man. <laughs> Missing Link, which is that um stop motion film oh, by yeah, Life. I haven't seen that yet. Uh neither have I, which is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really should go support the Leica films because, you know, if Leica closed, like, fuck, we're just left with Disney and DreamWorks and stuff. <laughs> so, speaking of Dream- Disney, uh, and it's also Toy Story 4, which, do you know what? I also haven't seen. Oh, I really liked Toy Story 4. Um, there was a lot of talk at the time about it not being necessary after the mm-hmm. ending of Toy Story 3, but I always felt like Woody had never actually finished his arc. Like, I definitely felt like he wasn't accepting of being away from Andy and mm. moving on and that sort of thing. And that this film really addresses that, and it's actually a much nicer end for Woody's story, okay. I think. Um, so as long as they don't do a Toy Story 5. Yeah, they can leave it then. Now we've, we've, we've done it. It's fine. Because the thing is, the actual plot of the film is standard Toy Story. One of them gets lost. Shenanigans. Yeah. They've got yeah. to get back to X point. Like, that is the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's. I still thought it was really good. Nice. Hmm. Well, there we go. We'll see... We'll see how it goes with the Oscar nominations and winners. And I mean, you know, to be fair, Oscars take it with a pinch of salt because at well, the same yeah. time, <laughs> who's, who's goddamn voting for these things in the first place? Especially the animation stuff. Like, like most of the people that vote, they don't even give a shit about animation like at all. They're just like, oh, my kid likes this, so I'll vote for that. And it's like, no, we're like, what? <laughs> at least watch them ah <laughs> yeah oh god um if i had to choose one out of the anime out of the animation one uh, uh it would it would be between i lost my body and klaus they're really really different like i get a nicer feeling from klaus than i do i lost my body but i feel like i lost my body is a um a more i don't know more of an academy winner kind yeah. of film yeah. um just it's different like i haven't watched anything else like it whereas you know klaus is very visually beautiful and the story is really sweet but you know it's it's not didn't blow my brain in the sense of oh that's a really interesting concept like yeah. uh whereas i lost my body was quite different but we'll see how it goes knowing fucking oscars is gonna be toy story 4 or some shit so <laughs> Yeah, I think if I if I was put so I haven't seen I lost my body, so I would have gone for I think I would have gone for Klaus because as much as I actually genuinely enjoyed Toy Story four and I really liked how How to Train Your Dragon three, they're nothing mm. particularly different. Their yeah. How to Train Your Dragon three is just the third How to Train Your Dragon movie. It's you know <laughs> we've brought in a white toothless because it's the third one and we don't really know what else to do but it's cute and the films are all right like um yeah it's the third one which means toothless needs to make some babies (laughs) that's how the the film arcs go with the three film arc there's always like and the final act is the hero gets the girl and makes babies (laughs) 
<laughs> and they all make yeah. babies and it's great. <laughs> so I knew what was going to, I knew how it was going to end because they make a real big deal, obviously, that he's the last one. And I'm like, yeah. hmm, I bet he's, <laughs> I bet he's not. <laughs> yeah. Te- technically he is because I don't think that white dragon is the same species as him. No, I don't think so. Because their um, babies come out like... not as the parents do which indicates that you know because if if it was like that was the color their species were where males are black and females are white then the babies would just be black and white separately but they're they're mixed so i'm like ah so they're like maybe cousin species or something (laughs) oh no (laughs) i mean well not cousins but you know It's the second time we've mentioned like incest in this episode. Yeah. Thanks, Star Wars. <laughs> oh, dear me. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to end the episode on that note, but we, we kind of need to end the episode. Yeah. Okay, so, right, end of episode. Don't do incest, guys. Yeah, don't do incest. Yeah. It's a bad idea. It's our best it's advice just... I think I can give anyone ever. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, don't do murders either. Like, there's lots of good advice you can follow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my best advice for today is don't do don't do it. Don't fuck your sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, it's all I ask. It's not too. It's not too hard. Yeah, just don't just fuck your sister. I'm sure I read a story the other day that was like about these two guys who have been dating, and then they found out after doing like oh, 23 of me that they're like brothers, and I was like, oh no. Oh yeah. God, I'd feel so ill. Like, yeah, ah, oh, yeah. You know what? That's that's probably not. If you if you didn't know what your like heritage was, and if that's you just, parents it's are not really really unlikely because you'd have to both you know have circumstances where maybe you were adopted or something like that, and then somehow your parents didn't tell you, yeah. and then well, but it is. It is slightly likely that you would, if you didn't know you were related, that you would happen to be attracted to someone that looks similar to you, because that is a thing. It's called the matching hypothesis. And it's basically people find attractive qualities that they are familiar with. Mm. That's why sometimes couples look like siblings. Here's a fun story for you. <laughs> and then I really will go. When I first started, when, when I first started going out with my then boyfriend, now hubby, Rich, uh-huh. I showed me mum a photo and I said, look at Rich, isn't he handsome? And she went, oh. And I said, what does oh mean? And she said, um, just uh, on the off chance, just find out who his dad is. And I was like, what? Oh what God. are you saying? So as it turns out, this is this is when I found out that, because I'd always known that my dad was one for sowing wild oats. I don't really know my dad. Like, I've barely, <laughs> barely met him. But but the one thing I do know about him is that he liked to Maybe. dip his cool in the ink. Um, and, <laughs> and I knew I had an older sister who lived further down the street that we didn't talk to. And then obviously there's my older sister from my mother uh-huh. um, and we were aware of two other there was a boy the same age as me who lived in my street uh-huh. and, and another boy who was about a year younger than me also lived in my street yeah we, th- we thought that was it no turns out there's about 15 <gasps> sisters around oh. just, just all around and my mom took one look at the photo of my husband and said he looks a lot like your dad 
you should probably check in on that. So I had to subtly try and ask Rich, like, oh, do you do you know your dad very well? And he was like, no, not really. I don't care about him. And I was like, oh, what's uh, what's his name? And he was like, why do you care? I don't care. And I'm like, I'm just interested to learn things. I just need to know if I'm your half-sister. <laughs> and then the instant, he said, I can't actually even remember his dad's name, but he was like, I don't know, Howard. And I was like, thank fuck for that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, I had a genuine moment where I thought, yeah, what if we're about to find out that we're related and I have to never speak to you again and also possibly throw myself in the sea? Oh, my God. Thank God your mother, like, said, um, just have a little check. Just have a little, just a little check. (laughs) Oh, Oh, there we go. On that note. (laughs) I'm so glad your husband's not your half-brother. Oh, so am I. <laughs> I know we said we wouldn't end this episode on incest, but mm. I mean, it's such a good story, so <laughs> we are. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to plug before we oh. do a leave? Yes. Okay, yeah. So um, I also have a podcast that you can follow if you want to listen to some women talk about comics and films and stuff. And that's the Wine and Zine podcast. Uh, so if you just... Um, you type in wine and zine on google you'll find us straight away we're also on spotify and if you want to find me on twitter um that's at flourishing quirk that's flourishing without an o because i like it a bit awkward <laughs> um, yeah i think that's it yeah podcast and wine and zine podcast and my and my tweet i think yeah i don't really use anything else excellent well thank you so much for joining me in the parlor again it's been a jolly spiffing evening it has thank you so much for inviting me stacy oh it's lovely to have you you are welcome back anytime i might even bake a cake <gasps> i love it I do love cake <laughs> <laughs> oh and lovely listeners i'll see you next month have a delightful rest of january and oh shit this is the first episode of 20 2020 happy oh, new year happy new year <laughs> i was gonna be like oh god that was weeks ago shut up i know by the time this comes out in like a good week by the time i've been bothered to edit it uh everybody will be like it's too late to say happy new year stop it i'm like well okay well i hope your january went well mm. <laughs> bye see ya Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour that's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>